0: The hand on her cheek weighed no more than a birthmark. It fluttered, stirred by the breeze of a dream, but remained tethered to Becky's face. Her neck stiffened. A neutral position was out of the question. She was trapped in an odd angle between the arm of the porch swing and the breath of the child. With one foot planted on the porch's floorboards and the rest of her cradle, Becky kept the swing in motion. A smooth backstroke. Hesitation. And as she lifted her foot, the forward stroke was accompanied by a two-toned creak. The baby must have thought was white noise. Becky guessed thirteen pounds, the bulk lying stomach down across her torso like a seat belt might have come into the world. A wisp of six pounds, less than a gallon of milk, but seven hundred bottles later, give or take, and he could hold his own against a Costco-sized bag of sugar. A sweat bee buzzed to fly by. Becky waved it off baby drool puddled at the top of her breastbone she let it be let it be the rich woody scent of the neighbor's cottonwoods melded with the lingering aroma of her caramel latte the one in her favorite pottery mug on the small table just out of reach the mug her book sanity so much seemed just out of reach the baby lifted his head feather lashes still closed he nestled the opposite cheek into the hollow of her neck she patted his diapered bottom with a rhythmic unspoken shh back to sleep little one the buzz returned but not above them underneath becky's right hip her cell phone thrummed she reached for it motionless except for the espionage worthy stealth of her retrieve arm and the unbroken choreography of her swing foot the phone buzzed again she held it away from her, saw the familiar caller ID, and hit the talk button with her thumb. What's up, Lauren? An opportunity, no doubt. Chance de jour. A final study group that included two brainiacs and a certified member of the National Honor Society had invited Lauren to a cram fest. Please don't stay out late. Becky felt the vibrations of her words in her chest. The baby lifted his head and nestled, facing the other direction again. Not late, Lauren answered. No, but Becky did realize the group would have to go get something to eat after studying, didn't she? Becky disconnected the call. She may or may not have remembered to say goodbye. The baby oozed awake and pushed against her chest until he'd raised himself enough to lock gazes with her. Those denim blue eyes looked so like his father's, if her suspicions were correct about the child's paternity. She brushed strands of corn silk hair off his cherub forehead. Your mommy called. Becky kissed one barely there eyebrow, then the other. She says hi. Dodging scattered mounds of clothes, distinguishable as clean or dirty only by odor, Becky crossed Lauren's room to the crib lodged between Lauren's dresser and her shoe jungle. Well practiced, Becky eased the baby from her shoulder to the mattress. She pulled a blanket from the corner of the crib, but its sour smell told her it belonged in one of the piles on the floor, not wrapped around her grandson. Stifling a groan, she bent to the plastic storage tub tucked under the crib. One clean blanket, too thick for an Indian summer afternoon. Laying babies on their backs. The Let's Change Everything We Knew For Sure revised recommendation for the Pediatric Society or some other entity still disturbed her. Hard habit to break, aren't they all? Her dentist wouldn't appreciate her new habit of grinding her back teeth. She untensed her jaw, laid the blanket up to Jackson's waist, then exited the room with an armload of laundry she shouldn't have to wash. Mid-hallway, she leaned against the wall. Baby socks and a pair of skinny jeans drizzled to the floor as she searched for a way to readjust her load. Not the laundry, the pieces that stuck to the rough edges of her fractured hopes. Monica's well-intentioned voice thundered through the throbbing tunnels in her head. Don't do everything for Lauren, Becky. You're enabling her. She'll never take responsibility if she doesn't have to. Great advice, Monica. And who suffers if I don't bathe that child? If I don't put diapers on my grocery list? If I don't make sure he has something to wear that doesn't smell like curdled milk? Lauren won't even notice.